0: hello friends we're back again episode three as you know myself jared my brother from another mother kevin what's up and today (laughs) we have a very very special guest sherry simmons um, we're delighted to have her here. She's got so much um, stories to tell, and, and we're glad we're here. Sherry, <laughs> oh, go ahead, Kevin. No,
1: sh- yeah, I was just going to add to it. Sherry's the original
0: OG. <laughs> the, the OG. The, the OG the of the YL. <laughs> OG. Oh, God.
2: So, all right. Um,
0: well, thank you for being here, Sherry. Um, just, you know. Take a few moments. Introduce yourself. Kind of what you do now, um, what you're doing, and and who you
2: are. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, it's really a privilege to be able to do this. I never thought I'd be sitting in my little office here on a screen talking (laughs) about your life. (laughs) It's just weird how this, how things have changed so much in our in our country. But um, yeah, I've. I first became involved with Young I'm married and Terry's my husband and we're we're we've been on the committee together we've um, always hosted a table and love to have leaders in our home and um, help kids go to camp and so forth still but I first became involved in young life when I was a teacher in Denver back in the late 60s I was uh I was a relatively new Christian having become a Christian my senior year in college and I met a, another girl about my age, and we were looking for something that we could get involved in, that we we could share our faith, and so um, somehow I heard about Young Life, so one night on a Friday night, didn't have a date or anything, I looked in the newspaper, there was going to be an information meeting about Young Life at this hotel, so I went to that meeting, and uh, I was just so drawn with the winsomeness of everybody, and how much Mm -hmm. they love Jesus, but also how much they just love life, you know, I mean, I, Mm -hmm. I felt like, well, I found some Christians, maybe I can kind of and uh, relate with or enjoy being with. So, I met with the um, female staff person, and she invited me to come be a a uh, junior counselor at camp up at Frontier that summer. So I did that, and uh, I was just blown away by everything. In fact, I called my sisters, who were both teachers—one in the Chicago area and the other one um, in another part of Illinois—and I said, "Y'all have got to check out this young life. It's just amazing." I said, "It's more fun." And so anyway, uh, so I became a leader there in Denver, did that for a couple of years. Uh, later on, um, went to Europe for a year. In fact, I even met some Young Life people over there. And when I came back from living over there for a year and a half, I decided I wanted to go on, I felt called to go on Young Life staff. So I, I got called to Vancouver, British Columbia. And uh, I remember at the time when I was thinking about going on staff, I thought, okay, God, I'll be willing to go anywhere. Of course, I was thinking anywhere in the United States. But um, anyway, I thought, well, that sounds like that'd be an adventure. Anyway, long story short, I was there for four years on staff in Canada, in Vancouver. And um, so, you know, just seeing how Young Life is such an effective uh, ministry, i just love the way there's such a Clear presentation of Jesus, and in fact, I felt like as a young life leader, I fell in love with Jesus just hearing about him in such a winsome way. And and I always loved the camps, and uh, I was usually like the head counselor they called him back then. I guess I don't know what you call it now head leader maybe. Well, yeah. And um, so just seeing how effective it was. So when I moved back to Lexington, I'm from Lexington originally. So mm-hmm. when I moved back here, um, I had a desire to start young life. So um, began to pray about it and. Um, then I met Charlie and Ruth Hammerin and they had the same desire and that's how we-, so we And
1: what, what year was that, Sherry, that you moved I, back I moved here?
2: Back, I moved back here in 76. Uh, so um, I, I think I probably met them in 77. Uh, sort of got things going around 78. Yeah, that's how we- So I was a teacher at- I, I, First I was a travel agent, then I became a teacher at Tates Creek High School. So that's where we started. Decided to start it. Plus Charlie and Ruth had a son that went to school there. So we, we started there. And uh, yeah, it was, it wasn't your um, huge success story (laughs) when you start off because we did. We 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 learned that we had to raise five thousand dollars before we could even get it started. You know, to get an area director. And so we had lots of uh, information meetings just to tell people about Young Life, and. uh, then we did we did get an area director, but he only he was only here for like probably six months, you know. Mm. Came in like September and left in March or early, oh. you know. I don't I don't later on he did I think come back on staff. He decided to go to seminary. Mm. So it was very discouraging those first years because we thought we had something to get going, then we didn't have that. So then that we I remember one, one of our committee meetings one night, we voted, should we have plan A, B, or C? And so it, we ended up with plan C, which was <laughs> that we would just try to hold this thing together for a year, and they would pay me $100 a month to do oh. these little green sheets, they called them back in. <laughs> oh, know.
1: yeah.
2: You know what those are? Yeah. I do, yep. You do? So, um, but what was, that was, you know, that was, um that was always challenging. Just the rough start with the area director leaving and then not having anybody. But uh, so we decided we would just try to, I had taken some kids to camp, seven seven kids to camp that summer after he had left. And so we just decided to have campaigners after that. And so uh, Robert Cunningham's dad, Ron Cunningham and I led the campaigners. We we had to have committee be the be the leaders when we went to a weekend camp at Windy Gap, and so that was another. It was a wonderful adventure that the principal allowed me to show movies in my room or videos they call them in my room to tell kids about Young Life camp. And um, but after we took a bus, he he got a the principal got a bus for us, and we took a bunch of kids down to Windy Gap for a weekend in the fall. And all the counselors were our committee, you know, because we didn't we didn't have other leaders. Uh, the um, and we came back from that camp. Several several kids made decisions to follow Jesus, and then a, the parents, a bunch of parents, a bunch of parents got irate about that. They didn't like the idea that their children were presented with that kind of a decision. So, so we had a bunch of uh, setbacks. We there had been an article in the paper about Young Life coming to Lexington. And then next thing you know, there's an article in the paper. Young Life leaves Tates Creek High School. You know, so that's the kind of publicity we were mm. getting, which was bad. Same time around then, um, Jim Jones, who was this cult leader, uh, that happened where all those followers of his took the Kool-Aid, and so people didn't know what Young Life was. They were really concerned about this. So we, uh, but our principal was Warren Featherston, and he was very supportive and. Um, one time I remember he said, I've never been criticized for doing anything Christian mm. at this school, but I'm I'm proud that I am finally doing something Christian and I'm getting criticized for it. So I remember he told me I was in his office one day, he said, Sherry, I got a bunch of irate parents coming up here. Um, what am I gonna tell them? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> if you'll close your door, I'll pray for you and see <laughs> what you do, what you should tell them. So, but out of that um then we did get another area director the next year after that year John Evans and so he he may we mainly worked just with Taste Creek High School and he 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 really uh, built a lot of relationships with um a lot of the guys and football players and i mean we i mean i mean we were still taking kids to camp and kids met Jesus it just was a really rough start there in, in the first uh, two or three years i'd say uh and um you know i kept thinking is this thing ever going to get off the ground you know mm, wow <laughs> but um it's definitely off the ground <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> i can't imagine
2: <laughs> yeah i mean i can remember because i was single then so it was kind of like this was my this was my life i mean this is what i really wanted to see happen you know and i had more time and everything to put into it and uh but there were a lot of great people back there in the beginning. The adults who were on our committee, uh, we really, we really persevered and prayed and kept, kept working at it and trusting God in the midst of, of all the setbacks and all the discouragement. And mm. uh, now, I mean, it's just amazing to me to see what God has built over all these years and the different. Gifts of people that he's brought in to bring it even further along. And now to have you, Jared, leading over there in the northern end of town, and, and Kevin, you being our area director. I mean, it's just, I'm just kind of forward with how it's all. Mm-hmm. And there's a scripture that says, Do not despise small beginnings. So that was a verse that really would encourage us back in those early days. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm it's amazing what so over all the years what do you feel like has kept you involved with young life you know i mean 70 i mean now we're talking about 44 years of you being back in lexington and young life happening and really getting it going in 78 what has kept you like why do you still engage with what young life does why do you still believe in it
2: well Well, I remember back when, when I had to fill out an application to do that little green sheet thing, you know, I had to reapply. I thought, I thought, I thought back that I have a I I felt that I have a lifetime commitment to young life. I mean, I just, I love the ministry. I love the effectiveness of it. I love the way that young life is so effective in reaching teenagers. I love the, the wit, the winsomeness of, uh, the way Young Life goes about it, I love the humor, and uh, and I even thought back then, you know, in my, when I'm in my early 30s, I thought, I, I want to always be involved in this some way, mm-hmm. and so that part, and then just seeing still the effectiveness, and how I always loved to hear the stories, you know, when you, whether you're at a banquet, or when I was on the committee again, and just hearing those stories of how it, how kids through their relationship with their count with their leader have come to know Jesus, and uh, I love the way. I just love the way it works, and um, even you know recently we've gotten to know a man over in West Virginia who leads over there, and just seeing how he's how he is working with those kids who who their parents when somebody comes up with a gun at night, they go out, they will get their guns and go after them. You know I mean? It works everywhere. So it's just, uh, I think that God really, um, I love Jim Rayburn's quotes back then. He said, just bring us the teenagers, bring us the teenagers. And he felt every, everybody has, everybody has the opportunity. Everybody should have the opportunity to hear about who Jesus Christ is. And so that's why I still love it because y'all are telling, you're telling kids who Jesus Christ is and uh, that He loves them and that He, He He wants a relationship with them. He died for them. And so just, just those mm-hmm. simple, basic but profound truths. All and and I love the way that leaders also grow in their in their relationship with God. And I feel like. I feel like Young Life kind of prepares you as as a leader, not only as a leader while you're being a Young Life leader, but for life, you know, the whole relational evangelism is just such a winsome concept and, and works everywhere, I think.
0: What would you say is, you know, you just speaking on it prepares leaders, there's obviously something that's happening, you know, some could argue more within the leader than within the ministry as you do ministry within Young Life. Um, wh- what would you say to that? What do you think was something that in the, in the beginning or even now looking 40 years, you know, over a span of 40 years with this ministry, what do you think God has taught you the most um, mm-hmm. during your time when you were in the trenches trying to get this thing started? Mm-hmm. And then now kind of being, um, you know, not necessarily outside looking in, but kind of observing what God has done
2: over the last forty years. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think um, I think really the maybe the key thing or the most important thing is just the the, the intentionality of building relationships and. I think modeling what Jesus did, I mean, with his, you know, he had his 12 disciples, but he had an inner circle, maybe of three, but just how as as you all as staff, building the relationships with the leaders and leading them and teaching them God's word, teaching them the tools of young life with, um, you know, the uh, friendship, approach of relationship and um i mean even on the committee i think that you know there's the relationships there i think that that one thing i was always drawn to about young life when you're on the committee you don't just go sit on a board you you are actually involved with the leaders and you're involved with uh, parents a lot of times too uh so i think that those um i just think that those core things that Young Life was established on of presenting Jesus, the winsomeness of who Jesus is, taking those stories right out of the Gospels and and how he was with people, and then also the way Jesus just invested in his disciples, training them to go out and and do the same thing, and then every time time he encountered somebody, you know, it was it was through a relationship, you know, that uh, that he reached them, and so. Oh, Does that make sense? I mean. Did, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And sure. uh, you yeah, know, I just just still see that going on. I mean, I still yeah. think that that's the the beauty of. Uh, I was blown away when you go to those leader me, uh, leader assignment things at Centenary Methodist, and you see gosh, a room full, a whole chapel full of mm. volunteer leaders. It's just, it's just incredible. Um, you know, you're not, young life's not going door to door, knocking on doors or, um, and I think particularly in these days, not, not just because of the virus, but I mean, I think that's just the way, the way our culture is, the relationships are so important to in reaching people. And I think it's a, good method
1: (laughs) speaking of which i mean we're we're, you know a lot of the methodology hasn't changed you know our we in the young life we say that uh the message is jesus but our method is friendship and you have said the same thing 40 plus years ago you know um that that hasn't changed but some of like what we're learning is how to adapt to some cultural changes especially in the last six seven weeks Um but what were some of the things early on, you know, that you all had to change or grow or morph maybe as young life changed, as culture changed? What ways did some of the the method other than relationships um did you see change over the years in in young life? Did you all feel like you have to you had to transform in order to to grow um in Lexington Life?
2: Well, of course, when we started it back here in Lexington, those 40 years ago, uh, they were not allowed to go to the school, you know, they they, uh, were not allowed to go to the school. I mean, I was in the school already, but uh, leaders were not allowed to come to the schools. And uh, so you had to be creative of other ways to try to, you know, course always going to ball games and and things like that you know we're we're effective Um, meeting kids on there go where they hang out Mm -hmm. and when I was involved in Denver um, I was teaching in a middle school but was involved in a high school but we weren't allowed to go to school back then either Um, so um, I I think it's amazing now that leaders are allowed to go there for lunch hours that even read them at the door is that is that true that they're allowed yeah most of the schools over to that yeah yeah absolutely
1: sherry why don't you tell yeah i know i, I know the story um why don't you tell uh, our young life leaders a story of um tom miller and his time at
2: oh yeah i, was, well, I wanted to tell that yeah <laughs> yeah so uh what our, i guess it was maybe our after john Evans, we had area director tom miller and he he was older when he was on Young Life staff. He was probably in his forties when he moved here to Lexington with his family. And he was just a really creative, crazy guy. (laughs) He was not allowed to go to, he he started Young Life at Henry Clay. And he was not allowed to go there um, on campus. So he would always go to all the ball games, football games, soccer games, and he would take candy and throw it out to all the, the, in stands, he would throw
1: candies. That's amazing.
2: <laughs> and then he would, uh, after school, he would stand out on the corner of Fontaine and Lakeshore Drive and just wave to kids when they left school or in the school buses or they waved to school. And he would just, he just did a lot of crazy things like that and people would think, who is this adult man mm. acting like this? <laughs> and so, but uh, even through his craziness, I mean, he was effective and met kids and so forth. And then a, a, a real tragedy occurred when he was um, over Christmas holidays, when he and his family had gone back to Oklahoma, where they were from, they were in a car wreck and he, and he was killed. He died in that wreck. And so when uh, their family came back here, uh, you know, they wanted to have a service for him. So we, they decided to have it at Henry Clay High School. In the gymnasium and so the gymnasium was packed with kids and parents and so forth you know there must have been a thousand people there was packed the gymnasium for memorial for tom miller i mean even even back then the mayor's daughter was involved you know she was there so but we thought how ironic he was never allowed to come in the school when he was alive and now here we are for his memorial service and he got in that way. So, I mean, knowing Tom's sense of humor, he probably said, no, I got in there one way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, that's,
0: that's so awesome. that was that was, that. Really,
2: uh, it, it, that was really an amazing time. Um, I even, not too long ago, I had someone say to me, um, who was that guy who used to stand out by the corner and wave to kids when they left school? You know, So he kind of um, made his mark in a very unusual way. So. Oh, are there he any? A, he had a real old car, like a like 57 50 something Cadillac convertible. I mean, it's something. I mean, oh, wow. he'd drive this blue car, and he'd drive around with his convertible top down, and he was just a real unique guy. <laughs> are,
0: are there any other um, founding members of Young Life Lexington around still in the city?
2: Yes, uh, Ruth Hamron and her her husband Charlie was also involved but he he passed away a couple years ago but Ruth Hamron and there was all now those that that was like the very beginning and there was a but on our first committee you know that we had several of those around uh, Mary Lynn Cunningham Ron Cunningham um Sharon Rouse, who lives out in Versailles. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I can think of right now. Uh, the, of the very, very, very beginning. Um, I mean, you know, our first committee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judy Callahan, who uh, started VSF here. She and her husband Ted, well, Ted is still here. were were on our committee very back back here at the very beginning. So, yeah.
0: I think we should have a forty-year reunion.
2: <laughs> well, I, that would be great. I don't know if they came
0: all to the banquet a couple of years ago when we were celebrating. Oh, yeah,
2: I don't, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think so. I remember one time, uh, John, John Evans, who was our young life, who was our, who was our secondary director after the first guy left. We had a reunion. He he. We had a reunion with him one time. that came back. I forget what year it was. Maybe thirty year, twenty year. I can't remember now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I try to
1: get him to come back to that forty year because he's still involved. Him and Tom Pruden are uh-huh. both still involved with Young Life mm-hmm. in Lexington, and that's the thing I find really endearing about um, this ministry, especially coming from Pennsylvania, where. No one knew what young life was. You know, so I I I was on that side of it where you're building something from scratch and you're trying oh. to tell the story all the time. And
2: oh, yeah. if
1: you know, probably like you, anyone who heard about Young Life, you're like, you know what Young Life is? And um <laughs> just this these um really, really amazing stories. It's just fun um mm. yeah. to kind of stand on the shoulders of people who have gone before us and people who um don't really uh we kind of miss out on that rich history and that we get to kind of carry that really um, carry that torch yeah um, you
2: know i know my my new dentist that i've been going to now for a couple of years i remember i was you know just just to met him and uh he t- and so all of a sudden he was talking about his son he said oh yeah my son's uh he i think he went to lca he said yeah and he's he, he's a young life leader now somewhere he's going to college and i said Oh really, young life? And he said, "Yeah. He says, do you know of young life?'" <laughs> I said, "Do yeah, I? I know of young life?" So, <laughs> so it's to me, it's almost like it's become a household word. It's like a lot of people know of young life and like now, which is so so exciting. I couldn't believe that night we had a we had a uh, thing at our church recently, and um, Will Weather Weathering, you know Will uh, Jared Will Weatherington Weatherington, yeah. Kind of let it and so he interviewed me on the stage, and then at the end, he said, Just out of curiosity, anybody who's ever been involved in young life mm. anyway, would you just stand up? And I mean, there must be a powerful have been, moment. What, what the whole
0: it seemed like 80% of the
2: of the church it had raised their hand, it was amazing.
0: And, and, and those weren't just people who went to Tate's Creek, those were you know visitors because oh. it was a conference, yeah. So you know, but
2: right. the whole
0: room basically stood up.
2: I know. In fact, there was a doctor in that group that goes to our church, and I didn't, I never had really met him, and so I went up and introduced myself to him afterwards, and I said, well, so how did you get, how did you go get involved in Young Life? He says, I was a camp doctor, you know. He, uh, wow. Wayne Marlowe told him about Young mm-hmm. life. Oh, and so,
0: yeah.
2: I mean, he's like the head infectious disease doctor right now, Charlie Kennedy. When you hear these oh, reports yeah. from, uh, Governor Brashear every night Mm -hmm. or every every day, you know, he's, he's like the guy on who's advising him or telling him different things.
0: Yeah. Robert just did a podcast interview with him recently. right.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: For any listeners out there, that is, that was very telling. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, Sherry, I found it very encouraging that the same things that we as leaders today May struggle with in terms of getting to kids or um, trying to start new things, or um, you know having to innovate and be creative about how we do young life and all that stuff. You know, it's it's encouraging that the same thing was happening 40 years ago. Mm, Um, That you know, there's this has never been an easy thing to do, but even in the midst of the struggle. Here we are, forty plus years later. Mm. You know, doing the same yeah. things, asking the same questions, yeah. um, and trying to tell more kids about Jesus. Yeah. You know, That's and right. and from an outsider not knowing much about Young Life before, and then I feel like every so often I'm hearing more about the the history and getting the the culture and DNA of Young Life more, and then to hear it firsthand, it's like, huh, wow, this is. Mm-hmm. We aren't crazy. Like, it's okay. <laughs> I'm not crazy. Right. It, I'm not alone. We've I got 40 years yeah. behind me and that's been trying to do the same <laughs> thing.
2: Yeah, that's, that's right, Jared. I, it was so interesting last summer at, at our, at my church, uh, this, there, well, there's a young, um there were two kids there or what this one girl, Amy Baguma, who goes to Henry Clay. And so Terry and I were going to help her go to young life camp. She'd been over helping us earn some money for that and so she was talking to another uh woman after church you know uh, amy's from the congo originally and she was talking to this other uh, african-american woman that uh and so i went up and just started talking to him i introduced myself to him her and so and i all of a sudden i recognized her i said she said bonnie brown i said bonnie brown and she says to me she says What's your last name? I said, Simmons. She said, Did you teach at Taste Creek High School? And I said, Yeah. She said, Oh, are you Sherry? I said, Sherry Binkley. Yeah. Oh, you took me to camp that you well I went to camp with you that to Wendy Gap. So she was oh, one of the first wow. ones that went to Wendy Gap, you know. Oh. Wow. And so she said, I can't believe this. And then she started telling Amy, she said, This young life is so amazing. She said, I uh, I was already a believer at that time, but I went to this camp and she says. You will. And then I said, Amy's going to Young Life Camp this summer. She said, really? She said, oh, you will love it. She started telling all about it. And she said, I was already a believer in Jesus, but they just present him in such a winsome way. And mm-hmm. you'll get to do all this stuff. And so it was mm-hmm. so exciting. And then she took us all out to lunch, she took Terry, uh, Bonnie, her, she's still Bonnie Brown. And she was just getting ready to move up to Seattle. But it, I just couldn't, it was so neat to be blessed with that connection from mm-hmm. way, way, way back then. So... <laughs> And then um, one of the one of the guys that went to camp back then, uh, Ron Walker, is uh, he's a uh, U.S. attorney here in town. And so when Terry and I were going up to Saranac to be adult guests a couple of weeks, a couple of months, years ago, we ran into him at the airport, you know. And so he was getting on the same plane we were, and I said, "We're going to a Young Life camp," and he said, "Oh," and he, and then he told me his son. Uh, he was at Taste Creek, but his son was involved in Young Life at Bryan Station, but he's in college now, his son mm-hmm. is, so, so yeah. it's just fun to, when God lets those things happen where you yeah. see, Yeah. You know. awesome, and
1: what's really neat is you don't know that God's writing those stories mm-hmm. w- when you're living them out, you know, oh, it's,
2: oh, right, you're just, yeah. you're
1: just like, kind of plugging away, doing your thing, thing you know, yeah. and that's, in I, I want to kind of leave us, or leave, be honest with this last question i want you to answer sherry about you know how would you encourage the leaders now but it's you know there's a piece of us that's doesn't recognize what god's doing in our midst that the stories these feeble efforts even at the time are producing this great fruit that's going to produce a crop long after our involvement um, Mm -hmm. that god kind of takes these seeds that we plant and grows them Um, someone else comes alongside and turns the soil a little bit more and waters it a little bit more and tends to a little bit more than maybe we do, but we got to be a part of it. And, um, it's encouraging for me, but how would you, how would you encourage our leaders in the midst of, you know, this is a tough time for everyone. Um, Mm -hmm. it's a tough time for leaders not being able to utilize some of the gifts and things that they love to do and are passionate about. How would you encourage them to persevere in the midst of, uh, the coronavirus and doing ministry
2: uh, during this time? Um, well, I think um, one thing is just maintain your own t- relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. your own intimacy with Jesus. Um, might be a good idea. Maybe you already do this, but maybe keep a little journal and uh, what what's go- what you're going through or what you see. And I'm, I'm sure all of you have concerns. Most of you are probably students. You're trying to get that finished up online and, Probably worried about your grandparents i mean there's probably a lot of things going on in your lives but just to um maintain your own relationship and then i there's a little prayer that i i don't pray it every day but when i do it kind of helps me be more expectant but this man one time taught me to pray the more jesus what are you up to today i want to be a part of it and then uh, just kind of see what, I mean, he's always doing something, but maybe something like that makes us more aware of what he's doing. And I remember Jim Rayburn, who's founded Young Life. I remember saying, he used to always say, he said, people talk about how God led me here and God led me there. He says, I never, I never saw where God led me, but when I could look back on it, then I could see how he led me. And I think that's what's Great. going on right now. We can't see where God is leading us, but we'll be able to, look back on it someday and I mean and I couldn't believe all the ways that you Kevin told me the other day all the creativity that leaders are doing to try to keep up the relationships and and then I get this thing in the mail from Young Life International and all the different ideas of what people are doing so people you're so creative but I I think just persevere and don't don't give up and I'm sure that a lot of kids are totally bored at home or worried and just that little phone call or that little text or I'm sure everything will, will make a difference. I, mm-hmm. I enjoy just hearing from people I haven't heard from in a while or even my close friends to hear from them through a text, you know, it's just, or send them a joke or something. I'm a lot of crazy jokes going around that <laughs> are fun to look at. So um I don't know. I hope that's, God is doing God is doing something we don't mm-hmm. have his we don't have his perspective of what he's doing in the midst of this and uh, our sermon last week kind of addressed that a lot and, uh, he's doing things that you know, think back about Tom Miller I mean he he sure was up against a uh, challenge never been able to go to him and play but God Anyway, God can use us anyway, anywhere, I think, even in this, yeah. in the middle of this stay at home <laughs> time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. There's, you know, it, like I said, it's encouraging. I still know people who are, that I talk to you regularly, who are impacted by Tom Miller, led under Tom Miller, got involved because mm-hmm. their kids got involved because Tom Miller was there, because Tom Pruden was there and at,
2: mm-hmm. at Harrison, yeah. or,
1: you know, and, uh, but we all stand on your shoulders. You know, and we're really grateful that we can can take this torch, um, on and move it forward, you know, help do our part to move the kingdom forward, um, and ride on this wave that God's been, been, you know, that started years and years and years ago.
0: Ooh,
2: I've always kept, I guess I started this maybe 50 years ago, uh, just keeping this little, I call it, I call it my letters to Jesus, just a little journal where I say, dear Jesus. And usually it's just me pouring my heart out to him or prayer requests or whatever. And so uh, I, I find that that a helpful way for me to uh, be connected to Jesus and then to be able to look back on those and see how I came through a situation, mm-hmm. something Lord I was praying for through. for a long time. and got it, you know, kind of a little history of those are some of the things I prize the most that mm-hmm. I thought I was down at Terry's office yesterday and he had all these architectural drawings from, that's my life, 50 years of life. And I thought, well, I think my life is in these little journals in my, my attic. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, thank yeah, you.
0: It, it. Uh, go ahead.
2: No, I wouldn't go say out. I, I was waiting for you.
0: Hey. I was just going to say, you know, it, it's just, it's ironic that when we look back, that's the thing that moves us forward mm. um, or keeps us going in the present. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, even this small conversation of looking back at the history of young life, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, Young life can withstand 40 years of whatever, you know, especially mm-hmm. in the beginning, you know, it was kicked out of schools. It was in the newspaper.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah.
0: right. that, that is in some, many, in some ways just as crazy as kind of what's going on right now. And so, mm-hmm. you know, h- history is on our side, right? Yes. History says that we'll persevere through something like this in the mm-hmm. same way that we've persevered for the last 40 years yeah um so Mm -hmm.
2: thank you Mm -hmm. thank you all thank you for what you're doing every day (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: that's
1: really fun yeah i i I think that again you know kind of close that that thought i think it's so different to think of all the things have changed and culture and and uh scope of young life and how many schools that we're in that we have wildlife now that we're praying for young lives, that we have someone yeah. in the North side of town, like all these different things that you got to see. But I love that the, the method of the ministry hasn't changed. Yeah. That 40 years ago, we were about relationships and 40, you know, four years later, you know, 1978, we're about relationships and 2020. We're about relationships. Yeah. Even in the midst of the coronavirus, we're, we're thinking, how do we continue <laughs> these relationships? You know, how yeah. do we continue to enter into the world of kids?
2: So, you yeah. know, yeah. that's, 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 you've got the huge challenge with not being able to even be near on mm-hmm. that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we were thinking through all that stuff this, this morning, and that's just, that's the constant conversation is, mm-hmm. you know, what do you do? But, you know, we'll figure it out. And if not, you know, God is still sovereign and mm. um, kids aren't going anywhere. Mm. Um, and so... Yeah. But in the meantime, it's, you know, how do you still be responsible and and still do what Young Life does is, is meet kids where they are. Yeah. So.
1: yeah. Well, Sherry, thank you so much for your time. This has been really, really encouraging. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. I think, you know, there's again, so much rich history of what has happened that, um, stories that you can look back that are kind of long stories and stories that were fun little short stories that have happened and that mm. God's kind of just writing one big story yeah um and that we get to be a little piece of that here in Lexington and um still impact the lives of kids and um it's you know faithfulness and people like you who have stuck with it that encourage people who are in it now you know that Um, that deep deep desire that deep desperation for kids to hear the gospel continues all these years later and we want to carry that out the best we can so thanks for your time and being on this podcast as we try to encourage and build up our leaders so
2: well thank you and thank you both of you for all that you